right, hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Good morning, Jake. How's it going? Uh, all is well here. I'm a little sleepy. Thank you for your patience this morning, Jake. Listeners, what you don't know is uh, we are 20 minutes late to the podcast because uh, I record this using GarageBand, and the fucking program collapsed four times in a row. It would start to open, and then I would get that fucking pinwheel of death, uh, that, that spinning beach ball, and I'd have to crash it, and finally I had to reboot everything. And, and so I kept texting Jake saying the fucking program won't open. But now it's open, and we're recording, and you don't care that I... that. But uh, thank you, Jake, for your patience. Uh, no worries, man. I was just sitting here playing with myself. It was a good time. Oh, well, how many times were you able to do that in 20 minutes? Yeah, I don't, I don't like to kiss and tell. Uh-huh. I uh, just know it was, it was an active 20 minutes. So, well, let's, uh, not that anyone cares, but uh, it's, uh, today we're recording on 9-11. So it's good to know that you honored 9-11 with a little uh, bat in your dong around. Well, uh, you know, never forget. That's what I like to say. <laughs> I don't know if I'm the one who first said that term, but uh, <laughs> you I, think, uh, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it out there right now. It was, it was you or Giuliani. I'm not sure which one. Someone said it. Uh, who? Uh, wasn't it the Alamo? Should we? Oh, there's a comedian, a great comedian, Brett Erickson, who said that uh, on stage once. Like, one nine, right after it happened, maybe in in December of 2002 or February, he stood on stage and was like, uh, never forget 9-11. Subsequently, I think I've forgotten the Alamo. And just his delivery made it really, <laughs> really funny the way he did it. But uh, anyway, so it's, it's a football kickoff. Are you even going to give your Detroit Lions a chance or are you just going to passively sort of pay attention to them? On the side and go. Oh, I, they lost. Probably the second thing. I, I I don't I don't really follow sports, man. I I, I don't have time for it. I, I'm either working or doing stand up or uh, playing with myself. Nobody's like I was doing just now. That's it. You do not work on the Lord's Day when football plays. God damn it! You do not work on and you don't perform stand up comedy in, on a Sunday during the day. What am I supposed to do on the Lord's Day? Uh, worship Jesus and pray for. I, I have no idea what what you're supposed to do on the Lord's Day, but. All day, it seems like people are going to get burned out. <laughs> Build up knee strength. Maybe you could uh, become a catcher for baseball because you've strengthened your knees. But all right, I'm going to be on my knees the whole time. Yeah, I think they're that's... not even trying to hide their their sex crimes anymore. <laughs> There's a bunch of goddamn deviants. They are. All right, let's uh, let's just jump in with what uh, we're going to talk about today, or at least in part. Um, I sent you a link to an article that's going slightly viral on Facebook is where I saw it. Uh, It's a guy named Dave Hahn, H-O-N. He wrote an article called Why I'll Never Date a Feminist. And uh, he basically goes into, um, it's it's a short article, but he says, you know, rape culture doesn't exist. Um, uh, Pay disparity doesn't exist. Uh, the, The rape doesn't happen on college campuses. And, you know, he just basically, I don't know that I care about any of that because fuck him for believing stupid shit. My problem is the guy posted a picture of himself and he is a chud. He is goddamn hideous. He's like, he looks like a young Karl Rove with blemishes and acne. And so for him to be like, I'm going to tell you who I will and will not date. Dude, no one's dating you regardless. You, like, beggars can't be choosers. It's like, it's like a homeless guy saying, 
No, you wanted to give me a hotel room at the Motel 6, but I only stay at Five Star Sheraton's. Like, Yeah, the guy did basically look like, you remember that show Alf? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With that crazy ginger alien? It looked like the actor that played Alf when he had roughly half his makeup. <laughs> I don't remember it, him. I, just, I thought he looked like Carl Rove, but I, could, I, I don't remember your guy. I'll have to look him up. But, I mean, just when, when you're that off-putting physically why do you have to be off you think you'd work harder to overcome your physical limitations by being nice and intelligent and i don't know warm and personable and not write shitty articles that you know shit on an entire gender yeah it's true but see that's that's what i i think the problem with a lot of those kind of nerdy internet troll i hate women kind of guys is it's, it's guys that don't get laid yeah, I mean all, all these. Oh, he's probably one of these men's men's rights groups guys. Right, right. Probably. All the guys that go online and they're and they're posting angry little comments under anything involving women. It's usually fat, ugly dudes like this. But guys with with rock hard six pack abs and uh, you know decent looking mugs are not sitting behind their computer at three in the morning uh, bashing women <laughs> online and writing. <laughs> little articles and blogs about how feminist women are ruining his life and all. It's like, no, dude, you're, you're pissed off cause you're, you're an ugly chud and, and women aren't sleeping with you. Hence you're mad at women. Like sure. Some of the stuff he brought up, uh, yeah. Some of the actual like numbers seem inflated. You know what I mean? That like women's rights groups use, but any, any, any group is going to have inflated numbers. You know what I mean? The, the, one in five women get raped on college campuses. It's like, oh, okay, well, that's that's obviously, it's probably not the fucking well, high. You know what I mean? And, I think it was one in five get, uh, like, assaulted. And it depends on what you call assault. Cause, right, right. But then that gets turned into one in five have been raped. And, and, and right, that's where that right. number comes from. Is it's, it's They basically gave studies that, that said, you, you know, have you had this kind of unwanted contact? Have you had that kind of unwanted contact? And then, and then, Different groups just kind of basically upgraded their answers, more or less, is what happened. But the, that doesn't mean that there's not a problem. He's just taking a few statistics that sometimes get used, which are obviously inflated, and being like, see, since this is inflated, that means there's no issue whatsoever. Like, if I was to say, well, I don't think weed should be against the law because too many people are serving time for marijuana. And then I, I just basically said over half of the pr people in prison are in prison for weed, right? You'd be like, okay, well, that's obviously wrong, but that doesn't mean it's not an issue. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's just taking a few numbers that are that are inflated and then, and then claiming that because those numbers are inflated, there's no issue whatsoever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and some of the things he takes issue with, are, or and here's the thing. Um, I'll, well, I'll say what he, what he takes issue with is he, he has a paragraph here that I'm reading where he goes... Um, Women are more likely to graduate from college, they live longer, are less likely to die in the workplace, less likely to go to prison, and extremely less likely to die in wartime combat. Who gives a fuck? You know, like, and he says, this, this is what I was going to say, is what you define, when you say, this is not important to me, if you're bringing attention to something, it is obviously important to you, because his next line is, when it comes to dating, I don't care about any of that. Well, you just brought it all up, so it does sit in your craw somewhere. It does bother you, and I don't know why. Why would you bring up, well, women are more likely to graduate from college 
who gives a fuck? Women are li more likely to live longer. Who cares? Good for women. If that thought even crosses your mind, then you have some fucked up shit going on in your head. I mean, so that to add to what you were saying, yes, the statistics are skewed, possibly, probably, because like you said, like if you um, if you have an agenda, you're going to use the numbers off of the studies that fit your cause the best. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and oftentimes right. those numbers will be skewed. You know, I mean, the, the, the biggest thing I took away from the two statistics classes that I took in college is never fucking trust numbers. Trust the sources. <laughs> That's what you know. And so if if if, if my uh, source is www allmensuck.com like yeah yeah man like then it's going to be skewed toward that direction if it's www.men's rights groups i i don't like women.com well it's going to be skewed in that direction right so i mean they're going to they're going to cherry pick the studies that i mean that's just something that happens no matter what your cause is you have to you, you sort of have to take that into consideration. And so, yeah, I mean, this guy pointing at those numbers is just kind of r ridiculous. Yeah, and, and like you had said, um, you, you skew by adding in incidentals. Like my wife, uh, used to, she told me that when she was in college, she would go to the Iowa City bars and she'd get pissed like she actually smacked a guy once for grabbing her ass. And it's inappropriate and right. wrong. You shouldn't be at a bar grabbing ass. But when does that become, okay, have you ever had contact that you didn't approve of? And yes, that gets lumped in with, okay, uh, rape. And I, I, it, both are a problem. One is an extremely horrible event, you know, rape. Uh, but ass grabbing is also horrible and should not happen. But you can't put the two together and say, oh, they're the same thing. Right, right. And I, I think that's where a lot of the numbers get messed up, you know. But uh, it, it doesn't mean that those that both those things aren't problems. Right. It just means that, yeah, some sometimes they lump the shit in and it it actually ends up kind of hurting the, the, the cause because then you got douchebags like this and his his army of pissed off virgin nerds, uh, you, you know, debating you. And, and, and you're, you know, it, it sort of makes your, your arguments less strong because you're using such skewed data. But either way, man, like that doesn't affect him. You know what I'm saying? It's like so some of these groups are using numbers that are a little fucking nutty or, you know, a little out there. But how does that affect you, man? It, it doesn't. It's just that you don't like women because you don't get laid because you're a fat, balding ginger with yellow teeth. <laughs> And so you decide, I don't like women, and that's why you're de devoting so much of your time to this. It's like, I, I don't think you know most women that are into women's issues don't like men. I mean, okay, sure, certainly there's, there's some out there, but you're not going to win them over anyway. So, like, don't, don't worry about it, man. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't affect you is, is the thing. And so I was writing this article, it's... It's fucking pointless, man. And well, what's funny about it being pointless is uh, toward the bottom of the article, uh, not bottom, middle. I don't. It doesn't matter. So he writes a sentence where um, he says, "The truth is, these aren't political issues, but deeply personal ones. Oftentimes, anti-male or anti-female rhetoric is rooted in a previous bad experience." So he actually calls himself out on being a fat, you know, um, acne ginger with yellow teeth. And 
but doesn't make the connection that, oh shit, because I'm fat and unattractive and I don't get laid, maybe that's why I'm sitting here typing up this nonsense. He, he, he gets to the point where he says, yeah, people bring personal bullshit to the table, but not me, I'm being objective. Well, then you live in a house without mirrors because how can you post a picture? I would love for this to be a big troll job, by the way. I would love for this to be someone... You know, just writing a, uh, an article and using a picture of his buddy, like, hey, I'm going to get you in, a, in some hot water, just to prove a point that, or like, what, to get us talking about it because he's unattractive. You know what I mean? Yeah. That would no, I, be an interesting I, I, just, twist. I, I don't really get why this guy's getting so much, uh, like, why is this such a big deal, man? I don't know who the fuck this guy is. So this guy's, like, sexist or whatever. Like, I don't, well, I think it's, I don't give a shit. I think maybe that's why I said uh, maybe he did it to be reactionary, to get uh, people to react to him. Because it's a little nothing article on a website I'd never heard of. Uh, might even be just his blog. But, you know, if, if it the right person sees the tweet, like there are, maybe he's, maybe he's going to like open for Sarah Palin or something like that. Yeah. Just get, get, get a job for one of those kind of yeah, uh, Fox news talk media about. outlets that go. Yeah. Whenever yeah, maybe. Fox news does a, a report on why abortion's bad and they have 10 white men discussing the problem, you know, maybe he wants to be one of those 10 white men, but uh, maybe he could just be a troll that is literally wrote this while giggling and he does look very trollish. Yeah. He does look like the type of fellow that wouldn't let you cross a bridge until you answered a riddle, that kind of thing. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know why it's going big. I don't know how it uh, ended up on Facebook several times. Like, I saw one person post it, and I'm like, oh, this is dumb. And then I saw it several times, and then I saw it trending. I'm like, how does shit like this take off? Does, I mean, it's the steamroll effect. Is People like to be angry. They like to be outraged, so they just pick one thing. And that's what they put at the forefront of injustice. Now, this guy is getting shit on for being a piece of shit. And like you said, okay, you said a couple minutes ago, all these uh, groups that he's complaining about, how does it affect him? It doesn't. This article, this fat ginger blogging at home, doesn't affect any of the women who won't date him anyway. He's like, why I won't date a feminist? But they're championing him. They're turning him into this big, see, this is what men are, when really... And we're guilty. I'm tired of all these feminists trying to sleep with me. <laughs> <laughs> and my my balding ginger unattractive ass. I have to I have to fight them off, man. I can't leave the house without getting mobbed with women wanting to sleep with me. And I'm like, no, no, no. You're way too into women's issues. I don't I told you yesterday. I quit, quit diving at my Johnson. Stop it. I just like dumb blondes. But that makes us part of the problem. Is So now he shouts about them. So somehow his blog gets discovered and they shout about him and now we're talking about him. And that's all it really is, is just people yelling. Whereas hopefully we're just sitting back and poking fun and not getting involved in it in any other way. But yeah, so, so he is basically, he made himself a target and someone took the bait. And that's why it's out there. And I don't get it why, why certain people get made internet famous, but he's, he's getting made internet famous. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe he'll get a book deal out of it. There you go. Guess. All right. Anything you want to talk about this week? Um, yeah. So my, my girlfriend doesn't really watch a lot of old movies or I mean, it's not that she doesn't watch a lot of old movies. It's just, there, there's a lot she hasn't seen. Okay. You know, movies where you're like, oh, everyone's seen this. It's just sort of a given. She hasn't seen a lot of those. So something fun we decided to do is uh, I'll just kind of pick old movies, you know, that's kind of classics or whatever. 
and and we'll watch them. So the last couple weeks we watched uh, American Psycho and Jaws. Oh, Jaws! Uh, my one of my absolute favorites. And dude, that movie—I forgot how goddamn good that movie is, man. I have, you know, I haven't seen it in who knows, man, like 10, 20 years. I, I have, I have no idea when the last time I saw Jaws was, but. I, that movie still stands up now. Yeah, great goddamn movie. There was one scene that was kind of weird in there, though. That that, that kind of stood out to me. That didn't really before. You remember the the scene where the eight year old kid dies on the raft? Yeah, he's like rafting. Yeah. He gets eaten in front of like his mom and the whole town. Yeah, the raft goes flipping up, the and then there's blood and, spreading yeah. in the air in the, uh-huh. in the yeah. Well, the thing that got me is this showed me how fucked up 1975 must have been. Because the very next scene, the uh, sheriff has like a press conference or whatever, town hall meeting. And he's announcing, he's like, listen. Oh, we're going to close the beaches. Yeah, he's like, you know, it's because that eight-year-old got eaten on a raft. We're going to close the beaches for... 24 hours. 24 yeah. hours. And everyone's like, what the fuck? No, you can't close the <laughs> beaches just because one eight-year-old got eaten. And, like, one soccer mom actually stands up and yells, like, 24 hours? It might as well be three weeks. And I'm like, how would that... And the thing is, I don't even really remember that scene. I don't... They did not stand out at all to me when I was younger. And it was, it's just funny that he even put that in there because that wouldn't be in a movie now. Like, if you even had that in a movie now, it wouldn't even be called Jaws. It would just be called the, the town where no one gave a shit about kids on rafts getting eaten. And didn't like safety regulations. Like, that's insane, man. Well, I'm going to argue counter because um, what I think you're not remembering or missing about that scene is those were the local business owners. Those weren't just regular town folk. So that's what that lady was saying is... I, I think, yeah, but where do the local business owners' kids play, man? Like, that, well, that yeah. affects them. No, I, I agree, but I think it... And I don't think Spielberg was thinking this uh, at the time. Maybe he was, but not to the extent it is today. Because I know where you were going today. Like uh, something. Well, yeah, even even the business owners. Like I, I don't give a shit. Even if it's just the business owner. Yeah, there would have been like that. That beach would have been closed for like a decade now, yeah. man. Yeah, but I in in terms of corporate America. I mean, how many things have to go shitty before they issue a recall? You know, like airbags were going off like mad, and they were like, well, let's just see how bad it gets. And that was a huge airbag recall. Or there's, there's always, once the, the recall or the lawsuit hits, you realize that it had been, the company knew about the problem for 10 years or five years or two years. They just sweat, they're like, okay, well, let's just see right. if it goes but away. They, I'm not saying that companies don't do bad stuff and sweep things under the rug. But that's like, oh, some of this happened here, some of this happened there. That's not an eight-year-old getting eaten in front of the entire town, man. Like, that's, you know, that, that's a little bit different. It is. I agree with you. But I also am cynical enough to where I would say the business owners would go, keep the beaches open, goddammit, kids. Uh, you're not going in the water. Why don't you just uh, go to the park and play on the swings? Like, they, because that, that's what corporate people do also, is if they know there's something shoddy with the product, they protect their own first. I agree with you. That scene would not happen today. At least not that. You, you might have, like... What would today it would be? It would be like a closed doors, five evil leaders saying, well, fuck it. Let's just like politicians, not the mass group would not be up in arms over the closing of the beach. But just a few evil people would would say, keep the beach open. 
I just, yeah, I just love that there was a whole scene of like the people that lived in town because these aren't big corporate people. No, no. This is the owner of Jimmy's Rafts and stuff. <laughs> like that, his kids, his kid watched his best friend get eaten, and he's still just like, eh, "Daddy, I don't want to go in the water." My best friend Tommy was eaten in front of me, and I still hear his screams whenever I dream at night. You shut up and get in the water. I'm paying for beachfront property. It's 1975. It literally costs me hundreds of dollars a month. Get in there. That goddamn Jimmy Carter's turning our kids into fairies. Get in the water. And that that actually is a scene that did happen, kind of. The mayor of the town, uh, when no one is going in the water, he goes up to um, a couple people and is like, come on, could, could you just get in the water? And and they're so hesitant and scared, and the mayor's like, <laughs> get in there. And then when they get in, then, then you know, a bunch of people go in after. And uh, But yeah, so the mayor, see, that was the good one, is the politician is trying to push his agenda. But now here, here's the trick. What you need to do is watch Jaws 2 today. Watch Jaws 2? Yes. Because, we haven't watched Jaws 2. Oh, I, I, dude, I haven't seen that one in, fuck, like, really long time. It's awful and especially if you watch it back to back like a day apart because generally sequels come out a year later or two years later and you sort of get that feeling of ah that wasn't as good as the original but you can't put your finger on why if you watch jaws recently watch jaws 2 today and you will understand how good a director steven spielberg used to be like he can really frame a scene he he knows how to edit together a story whereas jaws 2 it just doesn't feel right because you're dealing Is with... it a different director? Yeah, Spielberg didn't oh, okay. come to Jaws 2 and you really notice the difference in tone, in camera shots, in pacing and it just does not work as well and you are left it's it's like going to a really nice restaurant and getting a steak burger one night and then going to McDonald's the next day and getting shit burger. I mean, you really well, and notice the difference. the goddamn thing was scary and it looked cool. I mean, th that scene where he's uh with with they're they're on the boat and they're and they're looking for Jaws in the second half of the movie right and uh the the sheriff is is just kind of throwing the the, the bucket oh, of fish chum. He's he's throwing the chum, yeah. yeah he's throwing the chum over the side and he's kind of looking back because the guy's talking to he him says a, and then the shark just pops right. right out of the water eating that stuff and he's just like uh i remember that one and then and then and then another one uh later um yeah, even even like my my girlfriend still. This was like a 1975 movie, but she still like jumped off off the couch and like Ugh. I could only imagine like and I mean that's that's an old movie, man. I can only imagine uh, what it would be like seeing a whole theater of people reacting to that shit, or like when the guy gets bitten in half by the shark. Like that was a pretty goddamn graphic movie for back then, and it would like and it was they showed PG. an eight year old get eaten. And it was PG. That was PG. That's PG. Holy fucking shit! There's no way that would be PG today, man. Like they they well, showed that guy like I better not look just get bitten in half. Uh, you keep talking, I'll look it up because I'm pretty sure it was, but I could be wrong now. Dude, they showed that guy not just get bitten half. He got chewed in half. While he screamed and blood squirted out of it, like that was pretty goddamn rough, man. You know, it's seen. Uh, there are two scenes that I that are my absolute favorite. You talk about jumping during the movie. Um, yep, PG, nineteen seventy-five. PG, not R. So that violence, uh, I guess that's nature violence. They figure, well, we could show this in a nature documentary. Uh, you know, it's just an animal eating someone. I have no idea. I'm just justifying right now. Um, but the two scenes that always get me, one is when the shark goes into the lagoon, when uh, the, the kids have the fake shark fin, 
And oh yeah, yeah. So, but then there's a woman who sees it goes into the lagoon where uh, Roy Scheider's son is is on the sailboat, and everybody thinks the lagoon is safe that the shark will stay out in the yeah. ocean. That one shot that it's the first shot you see of how big the shark is, where you just have two fins descending into the water, and you see yeah. how far apart those fins are, and you just go, "Oh fuck, that is huge." I mean, just yeah. But the other scene that always got me that made me jump. And it hasn't made me jump for a while, but I even when I knew it was coming, when I would watch the film like once every other year, because I've probably seen it like 20, 30 times. I don't know if you picked up on that since I'm giving quotes and I know your scenes automatically. Um, is when Richard Dreyfus is first examining the boat they find out in the ocean. and uh, Oh, the head pops the out? head pops out. Every yeah, time yeah. that head popped out, I would jump. Like, just... It was so well done. Oh, that was the other one that got my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The head scene. I, I couldn't remember what, what, like, the two big ones uh, were, but there was, the, yeah, the scene with the with the severed head, and then when he comes out of the water eating the chump, man. Those those two were just, like, really well done. What are you going to watch next? Do you have anything else lined up for old-timey movies? Uh, I don't know. See, the problem is I, I'm trying to do most of this with, like, streaming and a lot of that shit's not on Netflix and 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 Hulu and stuff. Yeah. You know, one that I've been trying to show her forever because I actually have this on Blu-ray, but my disc won't work. Is uh, Total Recall, man. I, I now we've talked about this, and I have shit on remakes, and you have shit on remakes. I saw the Total Recall remake just on HBO. Like I didn't pay to go see it. It didn't suck. It was really different yeah. from the Schwarzenegger one. I, I like I like I like futuristic movies, yeah. man. So I'll give it a try. And it, the, the Mad Max remake kind of rekindled my right. faith for remakes. I've always hated remakes, but I, they did it. They did a good job with Mad Max. So yeah, I'll, I'll totally give this one a try. And and it, and it got shit on. Critics hated it. It flopped. They said it was pointless. And I'm not arguing that it was good. I'm not saying, dude, you got to go see the Total Recall remake. It's awesome, but. When I was watching it, I'm like, this is not horrible. This is immensely watchable. Like, I don't know that it should have been made, but since it was, yeah, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. So for as much as I shit on remakes, Total Recall was not not horrible. We did we did watch a uh, one of my favorite Schwarzenegger movies not that long ago. We watched uh, Running Man. That's that's a really good one. Uh, it's, uh, it's so cheesy, bad. It's good. One of my favorites is. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's I like I like futuristic movies, and I and I like the idea of a society that that has just crazy death row game shows like that. Just that whole concept to me was fucking awesome. Did you? Uh, you should show her Commando. Have you watched uh, that? In ever? <laughs> I haven't seen that in forever. No. Oh, it's but so dude, one, funny. Well, one thing that that she couldn't get past with Total Recall. Is uh, it takes place in the year 2017? <laughs> I didn't know that. And, yeah, it's 2017. And, yeah, yeah, Running Man. Running Man's oh, 2017. Their their computer stuff and they like she she couldn't get past that like it was just too and also Highlander was the same way I we watched Highlander with Christopher Lambert and they, that that took place back when it was made but the uh, the cheesy eighty special effects man there's a scene at the end where he, where he's where he after he wins the thing and he's like floating in the air getting electrocuted it's not like oh you can see the wires if you pause it. 
It's I mean you can see like eight huge cables holding <laughs> that fucking dude up as as you watch. I mean like we kept rewinding it and just laughing like yeah, it's still a great movie, dude. I, I fucking love Highlander, but well, that's uh, the same thing yeah. with Commando. I remember um, seeing it the, for the first time and going, "Did I see that?" And then when it came out on home video, like, yeah. And then it was written in articles where whenever a bomb goes off, you know how bodies fly in there. Well, yeah. they actually, you know, used stuntmen and you know tossed a few stuntmen around, but you can see the flip-up boards tossing them. Like they, they, oh, that's awesome. they didn't, uh, like they put them on spring loaded <laughs> boards and those are just right in every scene. Like, boing, just tossing, uh, like either. Like, ah, or fuck it. We're doing one take. I don't <laughs> care how it goes. Exactly. But you want to talk about dystopian futures or futuristic movies with antiquated technology, uh, watch escape from New York because it's the same. Oh, thing. I love those. Yeah. It's I actually found escape from LA on one of the, uh, one of the streaming channels. I was thinking about making that one of them. I gotta find Escape from LA I gotta find is like, so awful, though. It's so bad. It's not even fun. But I still like that one. I like I like them both, yeah. man. But Escape from New York, it took place in. It was it was made in '81, but it took place in 1997. So nice. New York City was was a walled off prison by 1997. And at the end, if you remember, Kurt Russell, the, the like it's a cassette tape. That's what he's got. The president's speech on a cassette tape and that was the like you said the nice. big technology of 1997 but then again maybe since the future had collapsed uh, that was uh, oh and we talked about escape from new york uh, last week or two weeks ago um Did we? well we were talking about the olympics and how cage fighting should be uh an olympic sport and i brought up snake plissken in the first cage oh, fight yeah. with his with his uh, baseball bat with spikes on it so yeah, it's, we we are obviously both fans of Escape from New York since it keeps coming up. It's a great movie, man. I got I gotta have new movies uh, that that we should watch. I we've been hitting the action genre pretty hard. Same with uh, science fiction. We just watched Event, Event Horizon. That's a, it's a great yeah. movie. Um, what, what should we watch for dramas though, man? Oh goodness, from back in the day, it's not. I don't know if you consider it a drama, but Chinatown is so fucking good. Chinatown is a fantastic film. I don't, I don't know that I've ever seen that one with Jack Nicholson. Yeah, right? Nicholson. It's, it's. Yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. Man. It's, it's slow paced. I'm not going to lie to you, but it's you got to be in the mood for something that it's, it's a mystery, but not a thrill. You know, so you figure out what's going on as Jack Nicholson does. It's not a matter of where within the first couple minutes you know who the bad guy is and you yeah, have to. Yeah. Watch Jack Nicholson. Nice. Catch I, I him. like those kind of movies. Yeah, man. it's it's a learn as you go movie. What else? Uh, if we get into the eighties, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, always a that's a good just one. A yeah. good one. But uh, um, have you seen the SNL sketch with uh, Alec Baldwin where he's, oh, the, he's uh, Santa's elf leader? Yeah, yeah. yeah always giving, be he's cobbling. The brass ball speech to the fuck. Yeah, yeah. Always be cobbling. Yeah, that, that was a good one. I, uh, do you remember a film that came out a year or two ago called Selfless? Yeah. It had uh, Ryan Reynolds and Ben Kingsley in it, and it tanked, and it got shit reviews. It was on the other day. The HBO had a free weekend on. That's what happens. We have DirecTV, and whenever HBO gives a free weekend, I just record everything. And uh, it's not bad. What happens is Ben Kingsley is an old multi-billionaire dying of, I don't remember what they say it was, so he puts his mind into Ryan Reynolds' body. He thinks that Ryan Reynolds is an organic body grown from spores and cells, but he realizes right away that, wait, 
this was someone with a family before I got here. And it's it's actually watchable. It's all it's this movie that just sort of slipped under the radar, looked like shit when they were advertising it, and so it failed. But then you watch it's it. It's called Selfless. Yeah, and it's it's. I'll check that out. Because if you man. like sci-fi, it's it's not too bad. Oh, I love yeah, I love science fiction movies. Man. So all right, well, listeners, we're just rapping, r- rambling, rambling on about movies now. So. Uh, um, I don't know if you want to listen to us do that, so why don't we just uh, call it there? It's just about 30 minutes roughly, so if you, have, cool. if you have a favorite movie listeners, tell us about it. We will tell you whether or not we've seen it, or maybe we will watch it and then uh, talk about it. So, all right, thanks for listening, everyone. Later.